This time again in English. My guest is Janka Fleerakers. She's an expert in personal branding and thought leadership. And this is one of the topics that we're going to talk about. Also, she is mentioning that she's writing her ninth and a new book, which is coming to be published towards the end of the year, around October. Enjoy this hour of Janka Fleerakers. Welcome to What's on Your Mind with Peter Snowart. Every week a guest talks about his or her story, and that story can inspire you to change your own. Here's Peter. Bianca. <laughs> Peter. What an honor to have you here. Thanks for taking yes. the time. Okay, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to be invited. I don't know if you remember it, but we it's not the first time that we had contact. Yes. And uh, sorry to say, but I have forgotten our first contact. It's because I saw it in our uh, DMs in LinkedIn that we've met each other before. And yeah, and I thought, I thought once again, Janka, why is it so hard for you to, uh, to not, it's not forget people, but to ha- it's so hard for me to remember faces, to remember names when I only meet people once or twice in a certain context. And um yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, that's, um, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. I, I think that's human. And I, I think we are, our brains are designed for like 150 persons because we're used to live in tribes. Mm-hmm. And then more than that, I think that's, mm-hmm. I think that's the, the yes. one of the explanations there. Yes, I agree. Um, but for me, it's it's. I think it's 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 normal that you can't remember everyone, especially when you didn't have a really close relationship or didn't work really closely together, and and life happens. So there's a lot of input. There's a lot of things that are happening in our lives, um, but people often um, meet me and they do like this. Oh, Yanka, hey, and I am. Uh, I'm always figuring out, should I know this person or not? Because it looks like this person knows me. And mm. what is the case? Am I, did I really connect with this person before or not? So I'm always on the lookout for, am I making a mistake or not? How is this person knowing me? Because I was standing on stage or on TV and, and did, I made a kind of mental connection with this person, but not really. Yeah? So that's that's always difficult to find out. And I have some strategies. I try to figure that out. Um, but most of the time, there's some people that are really disappointed uh, that I can't remember them. But yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it happens also to me. And um, I... I don't want to hurt people's their feelings at the same time. I mean, because of the, uh, we are doing now this remote. And of course there is a change of energy when you're doing it physically. Mm -hmm. Also in terms of connection. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have met people online for a couple of times. And in real life, they were just passing by and I never noticed them. Yes, and it's not my That's intention true. that I didn't no. recognize them. But sometimes, yeah, I, I don't know your height, for instance, mm-hmm. and and so for me, yeah. And then people are like, "Hey, Peter," yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, okay." So I feel sorry for them, and it's not my intention, but it's their disappointment, to be honest. And and, mm-hmm. and yeah, mm-hmm. so but fam. And especially now, when you only see someone um, from his uh, his or her profile picture, that it's always ten years younger than in real life. <laughs> That's often <laughs> the case. And then yeah. I, I say, "Huh? You don't re- really look like your profile f- picture." And then, okay, that's that's no problem. It's okay. Yeah, well, I'm 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 okay with that. That you didn't remember me. I I we only. But tell had, me why? Uh, how did we met before? Uh, it was. How did, how was it? Uh, Six to eight years ago, it was via phone and we were talking. Then you were giving a public, I was looking for a public speaking coach. Coaching, and yeah. there were not a lot in Belgium. There were not a lot no. at that time. 
Yeah, at that time, yes, yes. Yeah. So it was you I had contact and Elisabeth van den Berg. And then we had a phone call and that was it. So that was the contact. So for me, there was mm. nothing. I, I, my assumption or was not like today, yeah, Peter, how you done? No, no, I'm like, no, no. That would be weird. For, <laughs> yeah. Because I've only spoken to you on the phone and I didn't even see you. Yeah. That would be weird. Yeah. Yes. And that makes, thank you for the bridge. That makes um, an easy jump to one of your specialties, personal branding. When I started the podcast, my intention was never to build a, a, a personal brand. I just wanted to do something that I love. I was very, and I am very curious. And uh, I wanted to create my own stage. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then I invited people and, and I love it so much. As a side effect, yeah, you, you, you need to sell the podcast online. You also had several podcasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know how it happens. You create a podcast and then you have to create some posts on LinkedIn, etc., to motivate people to, to listen, to inspire them. As a side effect, people have your and the guests, their voice in their heads and they mm -hmm. think they know you. And yes. that's when the personal brand kicks in. And then you get these very strange situations <laughs> where people... Yes. They, they, they think they know you and your life yes. because I just shared something personal and they are very yeah. familiar. I'm not like, for me, this is a complete stranger. I have absolutely no idea who you are and what you're talking about. Uh -huh. It's very nice. And that feels very, that's for me, yeah, the thing of a personal brand. Good. Recognizable? <laughs> Okay, that's the question. Uh, certainly, yeah, it's it's really recognizable. Um, um, for me, that's that has always been the case because of my work as an actor, and um, so. But that was even more weird because um, you're playing this character on television, but people start to react on your real life presence as if you are one of the family. Yeah. Because you're always there in the most central place of the house, the living room, where the whole family is seated, watching you. And um, in my case, that was people wanting to touch you, to hug you, to tell all their lives, their misery, their happiness. They named uh, their babies after your characters, but they also, since yeah, gave my name to their children. Um, there was even a weird story that one of the babies who was meant to name be named Yanka died, mm. and okay. people sent me a mail that that happened. So I got a mail, Yanka is dead. And I thought, nope, <laughs> I don't think so. And then there was this story, etc. So I gave them a book and sent them um, um, a card. But that's also the, the, the effect of, of building that personal brand that you are in the heart and the mind of people because mm. you do something with them, um, regardless if you know it or not. But your message resonates in a certain way, mm. the way you appear, what you're saying, what you're doing resonates in a certain way and you're part of their lives. And it's mm. something you, um, you need to realize and be aware of that you have an effect on people's lives. This is now very awkward because I forgot that whole thing about you in the past yeah. because I don't know you like that. I only know you from the last part. So uh, yeah, that's okay. Now, it's always something weird that people, all, or they apologize of being a fan, or they apologize of not knowing my uh, my past. People feel like apologizing all the time. That's unnecessary. Yeah, it's just a job as well, a very passionate yeah, job. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, personal branding. I'm very curious because my perception is, personal brand one actually you have it even when you are doing nothing you will have it that's one thing and second you need it as an entrepreneur as a sales as a marketeer as as whatever you're doing in business i mean a personal brand 
is, is, is crucial. When do you speak that somebody has a personal brand, Ianka? Is that the, mm -hmm. the moment that that person posts his first or her first post on LinkedIn or on Instagram? Where, 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 where is your mm -hmm. definition? Where does it start? Well, for me, the misconception starts with um, people thinking they, ha they already have a personal brand. Okay. For me, that's not correct. And it's not because Jeff Bezos said that, that it's true. It's what he thinks is, uh, he said something like, uh, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Um, for me, it's more like your reputation is what people talk about when you're not in the room. And for me, that's a different thing. Because personal branding and um, and reputation is both about um, perception, how you are perceived by people. And uh, what people say about you when you're not in room is is your their experiences with you, how they perceived you, so your reputation. Mm -hmm. But when you are actually doing something about um, communicating about your reputation or the way you are or your messages, when it becomes a verb, a process, a strategy, then we're talking about personal branding and you're doing the work. But that, not, that does not necessarily mean you're already a personal brand. The personal brand itself is a status. That's the moment that What you're putting in the world to accelerate, to expand your reputation has a real effect on people and you are steering that reputation. You are moving through a, a place where you want to be, then you have a personal brand. So what I'm trying to say is that personal branding, the process has several levels. And when you are, uh, when you become a personal brand, aka known, when you're known of being someone with certain message and certain way of doing and acting and living, then you're a personal brand. Most people aren't. It's not because you have an account on LinkedIn and you say hi once in a while or you repost or you put a picture or not, then you're a personal brand. No, you just have an account on LinkedIn. That's it. Because otherwise you would go to the Naldi of Albert Hen, go inside and say, hi, I'm a personal brand, just because you enter a room and you start communicating with something. It's not because you start communicating, you are a brand. No, no. People can have relationships with you, have perceptions with you, but the, that's, that's not the work. The work is afterwards. It's when you really start moving towards actions and strategy and thinking, what do I want to put in the world to leave a message, to have an impact? Mm. And it's just, people say <laughs> it's, it's a marketing trick. Who says everyone has a personal brand? And why do, do people say, already everyone has a personal brand. Why do people say that? Because first of all, most people are afraid of personal branding, especially here in Netherlands and Flanders. So personal branding is something for egos, is something for celebrities. So there's a barrier. So people are afraid of that. So how do you take away that barrier? By saying, you already got it. Why bother? Mm. It's already done. So, uh, so it's the lowest entry level you can get. You already have it. Oh, oof. okay. So already have it. Easy. So that's the first thing. Another reason why people say that everyone has a personal brand is because they want to sell them something. Voila. But I don't think you, that everyone has a personal brand and not everyone Now, needs a personal brand. But you agree on the fact that a personal brand can scale, can accelerate, is essential for, I wouldn't say mostly, but for entrepreneurs, salespeople. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, I if, if I... If I If I now compare myself and it's, it happened by an accident and of course I have now a personal brand. Um, yeah, there are so much benefits of mm -hmm. it that I cannot go back to the, then I was like, why didn't I start with this thing five or 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah. Why, yeah. why, why I thought this, the personal branding thing was something for like marketeers. Yeah. Or like yeah. you said, celebrities no, or whatever. Yeah, well, 
it, it, certain personal branding is very interesting for entrepreneurs, for experts, even for CEOs and executives and employers, employees. I mean, um, it is, and it's more important now than ever because um, people don't don't buy. I don't buy into employer brands if I don't believe the employees who are in the employer brand marketing strategies. So you need to know who this person is who wants to work with company XYZ. If he is what he's saying about the company, is it really true? And how do you know that? By finding out who this person really is. And does this character resonate with you? And that is personal branding as well. So I think it's very important for entrepreneurs and, and for CEOs to make themselves known as a personal brand, as a person with an own identity uh, besides the company. So it's it's different that uh, people um, um, tend to um, mix the company brand and the personal brand as well. They mix them and that's you should be aware to, to keep them separate. Not, not all the time, but be aware that these are two separate things. Um, but of course, if you, be, if you start with personal branding, it is phenomenal what it can do to your, um, your revenue with your, uh, the way people see you with the offers you get. Um, for me, even <laughs> I, I just launched today on LinkedIn. Um, I launched the fact that I'm writing a book. I've been writing on that book for months now. I've been keeping it a secret, but it goes around. And I started getting keynotes and, and people were asking me to do this and do that. So today I launched it. I said, okay, finally, it's official. I'm writing this book. And my inbox is full. I'm having these keynotes requests, requests so I can start filling up my agenda. And I haven't, the, the book isn't ready yet. So it's already working. The fact I'm pronouncing that I'm starting to write a book. That's why I, I wanted to keep it a secret because I didn't want to have the pressure of finishing the book. Now, okay, now it is what it is. Now, the effect of this, the result of this is that... Um it took you years to build up this, what you are now doing. It's personal branding, the fruits of, of, of personal branding. It's not overnight. And it, I think no. also maybe that's a little bit the thing that a lot of people, I just created a post and nobody reacts. Uh, uh, and is that people want to have doing something. And exp I mean, it took 10 years that trigger finger became big uh, mm -hmm. and, and then with a cover of a, of a pop song i mean it doesn't happen overnight and i no. i think that's also the thing with personal brands you have to start with that one post with that one thing even is even if it doesn't feel 100 percent you mm -hmm. yeah, because it you takes to. guts to show up as you who you are that's also something you you mentioned mm -hmm. in your newsletter in your post eh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it shows. Yeah, you have to show guts to 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 um, be aware of who you are, <laughs> to find out that you're not that great, or you're not that fantastic, or or pretty, or or smart, or whatever, and um, to acknowledge that. And on the other side, acknowledge the fact that you do have some special gifts that are interesting. So you're not perfect, and that is for me. What makes you perfect? The fact you show that you've got this weird thing going on, that there's something special, something different. And it doesn't necessarily have to be something great. It, it also can be something minor, something weak, but that's attractive in a way, that's recognizable. Um, yeah, nukaf, <laughs> nukida. I call it yeah, nukaf. That, that's, that, that's I think a, that's for that's me a, interesting, but that's the actor yeah. in me eh, who likes the the the, the non-perfect people are more perfect for me than perfect people. And perfect people are bored, boring. They're not interesting. Yeah, because I I find it very interesting that you mentioned weak. I mean, it took me I don't know forty, fifty episodes. I don't know something like that. And your publisher called me, Niels. Mm -hmm. from Lano and he said to me uh, Peter my writers really like your raw rock and roll attitude you you go from talking about 15 minutes about trauma and then you switch to the 
why do you think just homey of the queens of the stone Age is, is so fascinating to you and i was i was thinking all the time i have an accent it's mm. raw it's it's it mm. it it isn't it isn't structured and and mm. and this was i thought i wanted to be like i wouldn't call it michael humbleff to get he's clean he's produced it's everything i'm not <laughs> and and neil said to me but peter that's you you have to be yeah. raw and that's yes. why yes. it it resonates with me. and this completely confirms what you said but it takes guts to own to that like, but, yes. yeah and to be it yes. and and to really yes. own that yeah 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 that's why um the title of my book if i'm able to to really choose my title <laughs> i think so is own your story because that for me is the real essence of it all if you own your story there are a lot of things you can do a lot of things you can you can go all the way and and and, and change your perspective on things because you own your story mm. it's normal for a person to change views through your life to to you're obliged to to to, to change the way you think about things if if the way you think about love when you're 20s is just the same as when you're 50 or 60 maybe you haven't lived enough then maybe i think it's normal you think and rethink you learn unlearn and repeat stuff again and that's how we grow and um but if you own your story then you have this this um thread throughout your life and and this oeuvre that you're creating and that's fascinating that's interesting and people will follow you and for mm. me that is the real essence and the goal of a personal brand and even thought leadership for me that's the ultimate thought leadership so i'm i'm working now on making people aware to grow personal brand but my real dream is to create thought leaders that is what i really want i want people to 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 explore their thinking to challenge their thinking and to invite other people to think with them and to change things on their way um that is my real goal that's but but yeah every time i i, I pronounce the word thought leadership i have to explain it and and people reduce it to a content creation machine they say no it's it's not about content creation and indeed we now have a machine ai call so it's not even I, that's not interesting it you could you could write one piece a month i have your personal brand because it has such such an impact so it's not about that It's not about the good looks. It's not about the styling. It's not about the nice pictures. It's about how you own your story. And if that is, that means a certain style of of pictures. It could be. If that means you you always say the same things, it could be. But if if that's the only thing, people get bored, and you're just a trend or a hype that passes. So there has that, to be I, some I, fluidity. In a personal brand as well. In I find that a very interesting. Yeah, I find it a very interesting take on the thought leadership. I always thought a thought leader was a, a person who has lots of expertise and who has the capability to. Uh, I know one of your first customers. That's why I know you from is Peter Hinson. I, I say one of your first. I don't know if it was one of your first. It was of he was one he was the one who made me I do this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah okay, okay. yeah well, yeah eh? so so i mean if i look at peter and like eric ferra uh, i mean mm -hmm. for me th these are people uh, because they have a certain expertise they have a vision they reinvent themselves and they add a little a little a lot personality and attitude i mean if you compare the the energy and style of peter and rick if you call that's completely mm -hmm. different yeah eh? it is yes and, And then for me, that's the thing that resonates with me because I always thought total leader was more like a person who has a lot of expertise and has a vision based on the expertise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But now what you are um, framing is a thought leader is somebody with that expertise and who has done the work, who has done the mileage, who is a thinker, a feeler, and most importantly, who formulated um, his or her own opinion and uh mixed it up with their own personality and owns that and, yes. and makes it really human in order to inspire other people to plant seeds and other people to reflect yes 
correct. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> but it is, it is. That's why I, I think of, of uh, creating a campaign to rebrand the world, pers- the word personal branding into personality branding, because I think it's time to, to, to change the wording. It's more, for, for me, it's the personalities. The, the word personal branding comes, uh, was created, was coined by Tom Peters in 1997. And it was a reaction on um, the company branding. At that time, Tom Peters, who was a business guru, thought and saw that um, people within the company should brand themselves. Because it was only a company brand, they should also be a personal brand based on the person. But Tom Peters wanted people to use the same strategy as company brands. And up to today, we still use the same brand strategies for personal branding. I see that happening. People say that a lot. We're going to do this. Um, brand statement, etc. And I think that's not true anymore. The world has changed. Um, we still need a personal brand. The people are more important than the companies because it's worth of mouth. It's, it's, that's how influence um, travels through people. But the strategy should be different. Yeah, I think the strategy is different. And, and the personality matters. And, and people should work more on uh, their personalities instead of yeah. trying to be something out of a magazine. And is that also not a natural or a counter-reaction against the fact, fact that the old, and now I'm, go, I'm going a little provocative, that the old school marketing you are ugly um you are not happy buy my products you will be happy etc etc so that it is all these messaging things in marketing that um i mean i mean we all know it's 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 advertising so it's marketing so we know it's for certain amounts not 100% correct. Eh? That's, eh? Mm-hmm. And that these days, the more digital we are becoming, eh? you're mentioning the, the AI movement, um, is that we are, that that counter-reaction is, we want to feel more human and we want to feel mm-hmm. more connected again and we want to f- see more the, the the rawness because that's, that the, the thing that you're mentioning that's, for that's me what we is... have left, eh? the rawness. Yeah, I mean, b- that, because I want to feel you. Yeah, mm-hmm. because if I want to buy you, I want to feel you. I want to feel who you really yeah. are. Because if you're made of plastic, it will mm-hmm. not resonate with me and I, I don't mm-hmm. want you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I think it's very interesting in, in following the the hype on LinkedIn. I have this LinkedIn feed full of people who create um, carousels with prompts. <laughs> and uh, how you can uh, use AI for content writing, etc. And I I look at it and now I'm really bored. This, yeah, it's already boring me. Um, and they all say now you can, you can, you can write your content with the AI and you certainly can. Yeah, you can. And it looks, it looks good. Yeah. But you know, you feel there's something wrong. It, looks too clean it sounds too clean um it uh, feels kind of superficial so if when you read it three or four times you think that word is used a lot <laughs> in every sentence this this word is coming back again and again and again so it's there's no depth in it so what is going to happen now is all these people who are don't like to write content, but they write content because they have to publish because they want to become a personal brand. They want to become known. They start writing with AI because it's easy, because it's kind of well done. But what happens is that um, 
it's they're just one part of uh, the, the 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 big the big mess <laughs> they will not um differentiate from one another so the ones who do write themselves the ones who put their personality in it they are the ones that go beyond the ai and they're the ones that are going to be seen and going to be heard and everyone else will be not interesting so it's very challenging and yes yeah, i like to play and around with the with the ai tools i like to play around with them to see what what i can do with it and how it can uh, inspire my brain to to think further and for me it's it's a uh, it's um I like the AI to challenge me because the, the results I'm getting from the AI. So I'm, I'm asking three to four questions. I'm asking a question and then I get an answer. Then I, I deepen my question and get an answer again. And for me, that's the challenge to think differently because what I'm reading there mm -hmm. is an average, is an yeah. average from all the knowledge that's on, on the net and what the AI did something with it. So if I'm thinking the same, then okay. We are not making nonsense, but you're not thinking good enough. You must think harder. And that's for me, that's the, the game I'm playing. Yes, there are two things. I think the first one is, I mean, and everything you put in the world, you're putting yourself, your personality in. So you leave a little bit. It's like breathing. If I breathe mm -hmm. right now, somebody in Germany within a couple of days will uh, I wouldn't say swallow, but get my breath in. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is a very strange thought, but apparently it's the truth. And so in every post and every song and everything you put out in the world, it's a little bit of your mm -hmm. soul. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And people feel that in their intuition, if it's fake or not. And yeah. at the same time, I also believe that there will be some kind of, um, after a while, that people can no longer see the difference and the reason why i mentioned this is that i believe in the 90s uh one of the producers of share used autotune in a, in a song called feel and it sounds very um unnatural today every record everything it's all autotunes guitars yeah, it disguises, it, it, it disguises bad singing <laughs> that's why yeah yeah that's true and <laughs> and the thing is i mean if the beach boys were autotunes it wouldn't it would feel that right because it's the, those little mm -hmm. at the same time it's it's there it's it's becoming very standard and this is also i think one of the explanations why the music of today sounds yeah yeah I wouldn't call it flat, but produced. And um, yeah, so I, I think there will be a, a popularity who will be numbed by that. And, and, but this, make, this creates a an, an huge opportunity mm -hmm. for all the uh, art, uh, the other people who will mm -hmm. put their soul in it. And, and because mm -hmm. I, I, and, and, and that will again attract uh, uh, other people yeah. because I, the further we go, I think the the more human, the even the further we go with AI, the more human we want to feel. That's something I don't know. It's it's natural in us, and creativity you cannot you cannot copy. Sorry, no, never. No, someone someone um, a few a few weeks ago, I had um, I, I took part in a session on AI on the, in a big consultancy firm. They invited me to be present and to just experience the presentation on AI. And um, one of the comments, I, I gave a comment on, on something that was, was said. And afterwards, uh, someone said, yeah, why are creators always so afraid of, uh, of AI? And, and I thought that was a very curious um, opinion. Because one, first of all, um, we should be afraid of AI because it's huge. We should think about the consequences and the, the ethical side of AI. We should think about that. Um, it's, it's, it's a major change in the world like the, the start of the internet. It will shift everything. So it's important we think about that. And creatives 
do probably do that more than um, than other people because they're artists, and that's what artists do. Artists think about the world. They think about the future. That's what art is about, to, to, to give another view on what's happening, on, on what they are feeling, to, to find a way to, to uh, um, make people experience that. So that's what creators and artists should do. And second, uh, the second reason I found this a very strange opinion is that the first people who, who are doing things with, with AI are creatives. There are a lot of creatives who, who for, for them, that's, that's, that's a, a toy. Let's figure out what, what it can and, and how we can deal with it and how we can create new art. And what happens is, um, I saw a result of, uh, there was a, a cartoonist, an artist who, who created a book, um, a cartoon with, with AI. And what happened was that she, she didn't get a copyright because mm. she didn't create it. So that's interesting, huh? So... So you say, yeah, creators are afraid of AI, but they're the ones who create new stuff with AI. And when they create something with AI, it's not their creation, it's the AI's creation. It, that's, uh, these are fascinating questions. I love that. that yeah. That's why we need to think, rethink, and think again. Learn, unlearn, and repeat. This is fascinating why people act that way and think that way and, and make uh, conclusions that are... Shouldn't be conclusions, but another question for the second discussion to have. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. Mm. Now, if if you, we're going to go back to the personal brand and the thought leadership. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, but it's 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 fascinating. Um, for what is then for you the difference between the two, the thought leadership? I mean, I mean, of course, it contains a brand because you're talking about layers, levels. Mm -hmm. So is then thought leadership the highest level? Yes. And then yes. the personal brand is then then below? Okay. The middle, yeah. So first you have the lower level is, or the entry level is where you become the visible expert. So that's mm -hmm. about a professional who uh, who starts posting and creates the lowest level of personal branding, but doesn't really need to become known. It's just to, to lay the foundation for uh, future employers to get to know him, to, to, to get recruited more easily. Then we have the expert who does the same, um, but is still kind of the best kept secret. Now, if you really become want to become known, you will enter the personal brand level. And then mm. you have two two levels there as well: the entry level and then the level where you really start gaining momentum and you are writing books and you're the keynoting personal brand. Um, you're asked on podcasts, but a lot, a lot more. So you are known for who you are. So you. You've got a name. You you are you have a status, but what happens when you go to the thought leadership side is that there are two, um, not necessarily levels, levels because for me they are kind of uh, a different way. You you are globally known, but you could be an industry rock star, but more mm -hmm. the rock star. Um, or you are the thought leader. And what happens then is you don't need to publish as much anymore on LinkedIn or be on social media. That is not necessarily the most important thing. You, you are beyond that point. Mm. But um, your content and your thinking must be of the, really the next level. That is the most important thing. Nobody is interested in learning the how to do something from a thought leader. That's not the task of a thought leader. And that, that's um, a comment I hear a lot from people. Yeah, thought leader. I like you named Peter Hinze. Well, Peter, he, can, he always talks about this and about this and this, but he doesn't actually learn us, learns us how to handle it. And I said, yeah, and that's, that's okay. That's not his job. His job is to make you aware, to, to curate the things that he sees, to um, help you look through his lens and 
by doing that, <laughs> he provides work for all the companies underneath that who do provide um, trainings and programs to make those things, those ideas come to action and fruition. But that's not a thought leader's job. Mm. Yeah, I fully agree. He's, he's more to plant the seeds and to let you do the thinking based of the, the several things that he combines his experience by the things mm -hmm. he learns all over the world. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I when I see Peter talking, I have never the reflection, mm, but he's not giving us solutions. No, for me, it's when his, his last talk of one of his last talks was about the schooling system and about Walmart. And I mean, he cannot solve uh the schooling system he he's there to um how do you say that to to, to expose dots. it yes yeah connecting dots and to expose yeah. it to make it aware to create consciousness about it and and to make sure that if he can plant i don't know a million seeds i mean and if people are going to work together and maybe one of them is a very practical doer and he's like i have a small idea let's do this Then, then, the, 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 then. So it it starts. I mean, it never starts with action. It starts with an idea, mm -hmm. and that is where the thought leader comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, does this imply, Ianka, that you there is no shortcut in becoming a thought leader? It takes work and mm -hmm. time. Correct. Yeah, 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 I suppose so. I think I think even Peter had, had done quite some time uh, becoming the thought leader or he became it without even noticing it probably <laughs> um, because the first time he uh, uh, he has this, this story about he was standing giving a keynote all over the world and, and probably Americans were laughing at him uh, because of the fact he didn't have a book. <laughs> Mm -hmm, so, so he already was a thought leader, but he didn't have a book. So, okay, so I'll, I'll write one. And, and that's when, when it all started. Yeah, as a thought leader, you're supposed to write books and give keynotes and write books and give keynotes. So that's, that's it. That's your job. And do research and find, find new ideas and uh, plant seeds. That's your job. Um, but uh, it takes time to, uh, to, to, to grow, to... Uh, to feed that beast, that, that the way of looking to the world, to, to be in that helicopter and to see connecting dots from all over the world and ideas and how they intertwine with another. I think that's, I love that, uh, that connecting dots game. I really love that. There's sometimes I'm on that same um, frequency where I can see and feel things coming up and, um, And I also see how when I try to communicate it, that people are not there yet. <laughs> and then I feel really stupid uh, because I know I have to wait. I was too soon and maybe I'm wrong. And I've noticed a couple of times that after, after a couple of years, people are there where I, what I saw uh, years ago. And I said, oh, damn, I was right. Yeah. <laughs> But um, it didn't make me a thought leader yet. Huh? Mm. But it takes time to find that momentum and that voice and that um, presence to stand there and communicate that vision and have an impact. Is that uh, the term thought leader, is that something that you can give yourself? Isn't that something that other people, like yeah. Peter, he's a thought leader. Even Rick Ferraz, for me, a thought leader. And yeah. maybe certain people do not agree with me, which is fine. But at this moment, I would, I would find it very strange that somebody says, I'm a thought leader. Mm -hmm. mm. So many people call themselves thought leaders. <laughs> I yeah, am, I I'm presenting, I'm, I'm moderating events. Uh, with international speakers, and um, so when I research them to to uh, to write my my little um, text, often they all they always call themselves thought leaders. 
because someone else thought uh, said he's a thought leader he's a thought leader and yeah yeah I'm a thought leader yeah great uh, but yeah it's something someone someone else names you it's it's a title you you get but i think it's the it's it, for me it's one of the most beautiful words in the world <laughs> leading with thoughts <laughs> making helping someone to to lead with a thought planting thoughts in, it could it's it's dangerous as well there were people in history who planted seeds, planted thoughts in your mind. Ah. With negative uh, consequences. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, I, I find that very, very funny in a sarcastic way that people call themselves thought leaders. I'm. It, it sounds very, I wouldn't call it empty, but... Yeah, it's it's uh it it for, at this uh, right now maybe I can change towards the future, eh? But it's yeah, I don't know. It's 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 very it's something. It feels very strange right now. Okay, going up on the stage, say hey, I'm a thought leader. It's it's like hey, coming up on stage, says, hey, I play guitar. Yeah, play guitar. I mean, it's it's you know, it's it's like when you're doing the thing, you're the doer. Yeah. But you don't say you're the doer. I, I find it a very strange uh, at at this moment. Eh? Maybe yeah. It's, but then it can then, we, then we have to think about how um, how is this kind of wording um, embedded in our future? Yeah. Uh, last week, no, two weeks ago, I was in Florida attending seminars, and uh, at a certain point, I was really I was really confused um, and. Um, I was doubting myself of not dreaming big enough, etc. And and the, the person speaking said, um, "Be aware that you don't let def define yourself by the limited beliefs of your culture." And I heard what she said, and that really struck me. And I said, "Oh my God, I was I am always um, putting myself down." saying stop with those limited beliefs i hate the word limited beliefs it's an excuse for everything and uh this our culture had so much limited beliefs on entrepreneurship on whatever so be aware of that if you say, you cannot call yourself a thought leader. For me, a thought leader is a status and you, you are given that status. You are given that title. So mm -hmm. you're not supposed to give it to yourself. But on the other hand, um, why do we say those things? Is It's because we're not entitled to, to put ourselves on a on a stage to, to say, hey, I made it, huh? God, I'm good at what I'm doing. Yeah, and that's why I... I'm cautious with my words because uh, it's it's in it's in our culture, in our Flemish Belgian culture, mm -hmm. to keep us small, to think small. Mm -hmm. And I, I, uh, I, you, you called it. Uh, you, what are you saying? Uh, with the nukske enough? Now it's I'm mm -hmm. calling it uh, under the character mentality. Yes, and yes, it's yeah, uh, yeah. and and the people who are popping up in the in the in the field with their heads sticking out. Then there is a group of people who are going to burn down those heads or chop it off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, act normal, they say. Yeah. Then I say, what's yeah. normal? And then again, that's very contrary of being yourself for your personality brand. So mm -hmm. that will conflict. And that's something I I think is a good thing. We can, if, mm -hmm. if we... And I'm going to go a little deeper. If we have the balls to think big, no, if we have the balls to be ourselves, really who we truly are, instead of some kind of expectation, personality that created by expectations of the people around us and our culture, and stand in our greatness and own that, I think really that the world would yeah. be a, a much better place. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, I think, uh, and therefore going to other cultures and, and thinking like US where they have a very think big mentality. Yeah, uh, it was very confronting. It was such a difference. Okay. 
But on the other hand, I'm uh, what I don't like either is what I call um, the dopamine effect or dop dopamine mentality. That's where um, through marketing, through mindset um, trainings, etc., you are brainwashed to to greatness brainwashed and you're not you're pretending to be greater than you are and not not because you, i want you to to uh to feel small no that's the there is the other way as well so we tend to think small but if we if you're not aware you you are um thinking yourself too big as well And then it's this kind of dopamine effect where you start writing and pretending you are bigger than than you are. It's it's the the fake it till you make it mentality. Mm. And I think there is there is a fake it till you make it because you want to um, you have to learn to 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 go every day to, to try everything. A little bit, go a little bit further every day to 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 get a bit out of your comfort zone. So a little bit of faking till you make it is okay. But I see so many people um, fake it till you make it too sorry too big, like like a ballerina spreading her uh, the spagat. <laughs> I don't know the word in English. Um, and then you're into trouble because you can only fake it a certain amount of time mm. and then you're a faker yeah you get pops. a burnout you you uh you get into scandals you get sick you cannot hold mm. that and that is what i i want to talk about as well in in, in my book on personal branding but in my coaching as well is that uh, I've, i know what it was to be famous to be known by many, many people. And mm. I know what it does to you as a person, what is expected from you. And it's having a real personal brand and be, becoming a thought leader also uh, requires that you, you, keep, you, you stay true to yourself. And if you fake it till you make it too hard, that's something you cannot uh, keep sustain. on going and sustain. No. And I see so many people do things that are too far from where they are at that point in their lives. Mm. And that's, that's but, not healthy. And I fully agree. And but you mentioned a couple of times the word aware, and I think it's really about that awareness. Is it really about uh, at a certain age, you're going, becoming aware of your ego. And, mm. and, and for me, the greatness is really, It's, it's getting rid of, of those things that are holding you down, eh? uh, saying you cannot do this or you cannot, whatever, because of your, your group. That's for me greatness. It doesn't mean that you feel better than the others or that you, so I, I fully agree that, uh, I mean, uh, greatness is really, for me, it's, it's really about owning who you really are and showing up in the world as you really are with your flaws and being human instead of some faked plastic version. Because it's, Alea, it's like you said, you cannot sustain it. You will go into a burnout and you will be even smaller than you were started because, mm -hmm. and I think, I think a, a portion of, um, awareness and humbleness is, is really, yeah. I mean, the, the really true fascinating people, um, in every discipline are for me, the real great experts. They never had any tendency to, to brag or to show mm -hmm. up with their knowledge or their expertise or whatever. They, they even would want to share because they're so passionate about it. And it's like mm -hmm. those yogurt wannabes. Mm -hmm. they were for me like the fakers. I don't know if that mm -hmm. resonates with you. Mm -hmm. I recognize the humbleness that, that really um, great people, artists, etc., have. Um, but being, um, but that, yeah. But being I, I humble is also a facade for a lot of mediocre people. 
yeah. um, personal brands. Uh, so it's also an attitude. I'm a giver. I'm look at me. I'm humble, etc. I know very um, strong personalities, artists who I know they are humble in their way, but they do have borders, and they are very yeah, clean, uh, very clear on that. So no, you cannot just walk over to them and ask them X, Y, Z, because it's a border. It's just something they don't do. And, and um, that m- makes them, for a lot of people, arrogant. But they're not. They're just protecting their personal borders. They're human mm. as well. And that is something um, what is not, not easily rec- um, recognized or uh, appreciated. That's the word, appreciated by a lot of people. There is yeah, this, this idea not- of when you are famous, when you are a big personal brand or a thought leader, you have to be approachable at any time. And to me, that's not, no, that's not true. No. There was this, um, this issue with Stromae that he refused to give, to give uh, signatures uh, um, after, mm. after probably a concert or something because he was tired. Yep. Huh? That's not done. As an artist, you should always be available for your fans. I don't think that's true. No. You're not property, eh? You're not property, yes. So so um, being humble is should be a real um, aspect of your personality and not mm. just the kind of that makes your personal brand looks good. <laughs> Hmm. that's not yeah but but it's the same with yeah that's that's the same it's i mean again you feel it what is the attention behind the thing that that person is bringing out and if the 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 humbleness is fake you will get it immediately will like yeah but it's 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 like greenwashing it's whatever it's like a, a silver yes yeah, it's how do you call it? Num- humble washing, or what I know, of p- personal yeah, brand I was, washing. I was laughing because they talk about greenwashing AI as well. Everything should be greenwashed. Greenwashing. Yeah, everything should be greenwashed. <laughs> now, thinking. one last question. Yeah. No, two last questions, Ianka. If you you're an entrepreneur yourself, if you would restart it, would you start earlier? Would you be do this? This journey, this thing that you are, I would call it even your life mission, would, mm-hmm. would you do it, if you can go back, would you okay. start earlier? Would you do something yeah. different? Yeah. Um, so, okay. So I'm going to say two things uh, on that. First thing is my mission in life from when I was a child was to explore all, t- all talents that I could find in myself to do something with them big or small, be acknowledged by it or not. Just do something. Do something with the things, the talents you are given. So I did that. That's why I have become an actor, a writer, a producer, a director, a journalist, a a moderator, an interviewer. I've done it all. So by the time I was in my 30s, now there were a couple of things I also wanted to do, and that was leave Belgium. And I tried to do that several times. And the first time that was, no, the second time that was serious when, was uh, when my husband and, and me left for the United States because he had the opportunity to work with Pixar. So we were exploring the fact, should we move to there or not? And after two uh, two weeks of traveling from LA to San Francisco, we decided, no, let Hollywood come to Belgium, which they did after a couple of years. But because certainly because I, at that point I was starting my career as, as a, um, yeah, I was, it was really going good. Well, my career, that was a mistake. We should have left. I shouldn't have stayed because the idea I had then was to, to become a digital nomad, which was a concept that was not known at that time. And I didn't pursue that idea, which I should have done because that 
would make me a pioneer and I, I would have left Belgium. Now, the second, um, I also knew that at a certain point in my life, I would know that all this acting would end because I didn't want it anymore. The passion would be over, the love would be over. And I, I would feel that. And I had done three years of Flicke, one year of um, a series called Louis Louise, and then uh, another uh, beautiful, beautiful series of um, to, uh, a book of Tom Lanois. And at the premiere of that book, I said to the director and producer, this was the last role I'm going to play in my life. I'm, I'm quitting. It's over. It's done. And I stopped and I never looked back. But now... I realize that I should have stopped 10 years earlier. I should have started in becoming an entrepreneur when I was in my 30s, starting. And I shouldn't have waited until I was 40. But that would mean that my last, last years as an actor were really, were really good for me. So I wouldn't have mm. had that. Uh, but I should have started earlier. Yeah. But that's easy said now. Now I have the knowledge of, uh, of, of what I know now and what I've experienced. Um, but I have learned so, so many things. And I wouldn't have had those things at, when I was at the beginning of my 30s. I wouldn't have had that. Mm. So... Yeah, it's maybe too easy to say, but I would have, yeah, yeah, well, we stopped earlier. And, and and within 10 years, who is younger? Within 10 years? No, yes. don't ask that question. No, <laughs> don't know that yet. <laughs> I mean... If, 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 because I find it very beautiful that you say, and this is also tied to the, to the humbleness. I mean, it's, it's knowing that you have a zone of genius of certain skills, talents. Um, I mean, there's a difference for me between talent and skills. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm a little bit talent in, in playing guitar, but I skilled myself a lot by doing it and mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I know people who are really talented, but they don't do any, anything with it. They don't have any discipline. So, um, but, but the humbleness is really about, you know, that you have that certain gift and, uh, and then, yeah, you can make the world a better place with your gift. And, and that you are aware of the fact that other people have other gifts, which you don't mm -hmm. have. Now, mm -hmm. would you, um, are, are, I mean, now you're writing the book. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm very pretty sure that because I've, because I've no, no, I've, I don't know you, but the last contact since well, six or eight years ago. And then I saw your first thing with, with Peter. That's the first thing that I remember of you that you coached him in his public speaking. And, and mm -hmm. I also remember exactly that he mentioned, I mean, when I go on stage and off stage, I, I, I want to be alone. And, um, and, and now where you are, that journey, yeah, also in June with, with Michael, you're going to do that LinkedIn uh, event. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that as you are a creative person, uh, at least that's my assumption of you or perception. I mean, After the book, you, I, I am pretty sure you are playing with new, uh, you want to search your boundaries of who you are and your abilities to see where's that creative space because you are a, um, I, I, an Ianka intelligence. Eh? That's a beautiful one. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> eh? And so, yeah. you, and, and of course, eh, you, you stand in your greatness and there are, no limits because you think big since Florida. I mean, <laughs> what, 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 what is lying? I think it's a beautiful flow uh, question yeah. to be honest. Well, uh, oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you. Um, no, um, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want to admit it to myself or, or say too much out loud, just like the book writing. By the way, this is my ninth book, so I'm I'm not. This is not my first book. I've written eight books, and the ninth one um, failed 
I didn't get it published because uh, I wasn't good at it. It wasn't a good manuscript, so I threw it away. Uh, so this is my rainbow book. Um, but what I am feeling now is that um, the stage is calling me and um, the writing is is a very important part of my life and always have has been that way. But um, I have a feeling that this is this is the path I will be exploring in the next few years. That's the writing, speaking, back to basics, back to the stage, back to the place where I belong, and that the coaching and the training. The thing is that I want to still want to do and and, and expand as a, as a business model. That that will be. Yeah, I have to try and figure out how I am going to set up a team, etc. <laughs> mm. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. New challenge. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Now, yeah, and I've Janka, been a director, but I, I don't you... have built a team yet, so that's a different thing. Yeah. That's a completely different thing. I can yes. assure you that. Um, that it, I think it's a Chinese proverb that they're saying. I wish you more people. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a very interesting mirror to learn from. Mm, like your relationship with your partner is. I find it a very, it's, it's also an, a special skill to see mm. who, who to build, to build that tribe to work with it, to make sure that the total is more than some of the underlying parts. It's a, it's a very, yeah, it's an interesting one. There's a lot of theories behind it, but in practice. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not sure yet. That is something that is really um, for my personality, <laughs> but I'll have to figure that out. Mm. Yeah, but that's the, that's the, yeah, that's the, that's the a joy journey, of it. Eh? I mean, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Eh? Yanko, Yanka, thanks a lot for your time. I wish you all the best. Everybody who is listening. So the, the 15 million people buy her book <laughs> and, uh, within, uh, it's going to be launched in the, uh, by the end of the year, I believe. Eh? Uh, I, uh, I think October, November, somewhere there. Mm. Hmm. Well, well yes. then, uh, then I see what yeah. your book launch. Maybe we could do a, another if it's Lano. I mean, they'll mm -hmm. send me a copy and then I'll give it away. And then we can do maybe in the new year and kind yeah. of an, uh, go deeper into the book. All the okay. best. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, it's Peter here. Thanks a lot for listening to What's on Your Mind. Looking forward to your opinions and comments. And don't forget to subscribe on psgrow.com and leave your email address to stay tuned for future episodes. Bye.